I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Awad here on a Thursday, December 14th, in good old RVA, the 804. What up, what up? How are we doing today? We got a lot to get to on the show today. Stub, I'll say right off the back, I woke up feeling good. I don't think the sports grinch is going to come out today. You don't think so? I don't think he's going to come out today. Um, I was very upset the last few days about my football team, now my basketball team and my hockey team leaving D.C., but I woke up in pretty good mood today, and we've got a lot of really great guests, including superstar Coach Brent Pry of the Virginia Tech Hokies football team. He will join the show at 2.30. Set your alarms. Put a reminder on your phone to tune in to AWOD Radio at 2.30 for the Hokies head football coach Brent Pry. Just 11 or 12 days away from the Military Bowl, Virginia Tech against Tulane. We do have the... Inside the Ramhorns, Red Door Guys VCU basketball segment coming up at 2 p.m. And yeah, there was a ton of recent news, including a Joe Bamisil update. He is eligible to play over the next 13 days. We'll give you that entire story at 2 p.m. My buddy Del Brown will be joining us in studio. He is the voice of flag football, and flag football has been voted to be included in the Olympics in 20. 20- 28. So we'll get his side on that story. We'll drive down Richmond Highway with the czar Gary Hess at 12:15 and recap the high school sports season. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world with the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, Whoa, Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. The sports app. And we begin in the NFL. Week 15 of the NFL begins tonight. You know what you're doing Saturday, Stub? You're going to be watching more football. Three NFL games on Saturday, including a full slate on Sunday. But we begin with a boring matchup tonight. The Chargers against the Raiders. The LA Chargers against the Vegas Raiders. Doesn't have the same ring as it was... When it was San Diego against Oakland. Used to be a great rivalry. Now, both teams are struggling. Brandon Staley almost definitely out of a job at the end of this season. His quarterback, Justin Herbert, is out for the rest of the season. With Vegas, Antonio Pierce has taken over the head coaching job and trying to earn a full-time job as the Raiders coach, but will need a few more wins to build his resume before the season is over. But tonight, it is Chargers against Raiders. Here is the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, on the upcoming contest. I thought there's a lot to build off of from that last game, and he's been with us all three years. Our guys have a lot of confidence. I know that they've shared that with you guys, and I think the way that he played in that second half does give us confidence going into this game. So the Chargers feeling confident with their backup quarterback. Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce on facing an elite pass rusher in the Bosa brother. Obviously, we can't hold on to the ball. There's got to be an internal clock in our quarterback's head to get rid of the football as well when you got an elite pass rusher to our right. Um, but it's going to be a team effort. But Jermaine is really up for the task. He's excited about it. I mean, the way he's worked just in a walkthrough mode is, is a guy that's ready to go. I'm excited to watch. All right, let's move over to the NBA. A lot going on in the NBA as of late. I guess we'll start with Draymond Green who was suspended by the NBA indefinitely. Draymond Green, the Warriors' GM, 
Mike Danilevy Jr. and his agent, Rich Paul, are expected to meet today to discuss a path of counseling and help Green move forward. It's pretty obvious. Draymond Green needs help. Last season, he was punching his teammates. This season, he's punching the opponent. He's uh, he's turning into this generation's Latrell Sprewell. It's unbelievable. Uh, so Draymond, of course, apologized. He says, I didn't mean to hit Nurkic. I don't apologize for things I didn't mean to do. Draymond, shut up. Go seek counseling. I mean, this is not uh, the 80s in the NBA anymore. That's just completely unacceptable. And I guess this is what happens when the Warriors are struggling without Kevin Durant on their roster. So, last night in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo dropped 64 points, which was a Bucks Milwaukee Bucks franchise record. And you know what he wanted after the game? He wanted the game ball. Well, let's take a listen what took place. Here's the call on WTMJ. War gets the ball taken away by Beasley, feeds it ahead, Giannis, here comes the exclamation, flushes it through, how about a clean 64 for the Greek Freak, the Freakish Flyer takes off again. And the Pacers, look there is Giannis. Giannis going to the locker room. Going into the locker room. don't, Don't ruin a great evening. No. With some nonsense. So it's hard to explain what happened, but Giannis exchanged heated words with members of the Indiana Pacers staff and then raced to the Pacers locker room after the game to try and receive the game ball. They decided they were going to give it to their rookie, Oscar Tshibwe, out of Kentucky for, for, for scoring his first bucket as an NBA player. Uh, but it's a weird situation. Here's Giannis after the game explaining that he got a ball, but not sure if it was the game ball. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't <laughs> feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like, I can I can tell, you know, from... Um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. You know, the, uh, the ball that uh, I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure, but uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls. But it's 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 okay, you know. Uh, life's continue. The whole thing is very childish. I mean, I understand Giannis is upset because he wants to collect this. I mean, this is memorabilia. He scored a franchise record, 64 points. But it is Indiana's decision of who gets the game ball when it's on their home court. Here is the head coach of the Pacers, Rick Carlisle explaining his situation on the game ball fight. What happened at the after the game was unfortunate. There's a misunderstanding about the game ball. It was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball, and a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway, and there was. A big, I don't know what to call it, a fracas, a melee, whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Unfortunate situation. We don't need the the official game ball. There's two game balls there. You know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that. So it was such a weird situation. I've watched the replay after the game. 
A member of the Milwaukee Bucks goes right up to the referee and asks for the game ball, and then something took place, and the Milwaukee Bucks coaching staff lost the game ball, ended up in the Pacers locker room with Oscar Tashibo. Damian Lillard is, of course, Giannis's teammate this season, first year with the Bucks. Here's Dame Dalla explaining his side of the situation. They bench was mad, and I was kind of like in the middle because I wanted to just be aware of like where people was at because I knew it was heated. And, um, you know, they they took the, the game ball. And, you know, it, that type of stuff happens in the NBA, you know, when people get offended by how it, how it happened. You know, maybe they felt like he should have been out of the game and, you know, he was trying to get points or whatever. So they did something like that. They took the ball and said our rookie scored his first his first NBA points when it's like, you know. This dude just scored 60, you know what I mean? So, but that's part of the league, you know, that's the, the gamesmanship, that's the, the pettiness. It happens. So I didn't think it was that deep, but it just turned into a, a lot of commotion and a lot of stuff. So everybody's safe. So I guess that's, that's the positive, man. Nobody got hurt. Turned into a big deal and uh, a dumb reason for the NBA to be the lead story in the sports app. Let's move over to the NHL. As every day on the sports app, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. The Russian machine never breaks. Tracking his record, trying to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Needs 67 goals to tie Wayne Gretzky's 894. Needs 68 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Caps are on a two-game win streak and play tonight against the Flyers, but Alex Ovechkin has not scored stub. It looks like in like 17 days, right? It's yeah, been like a while. six or seven games. It's- yeah, it's been a struggle. And the sad part is now that it, now that he hasn't been scoring as often, his projected goal total for the season is down to 16, and they're projecting he needs 113 more games to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. I'm not sure. The Caps can get that done. I'm not sure the Caps will be playing in D.C. by the time he gets that done. We cannot have an Ovechkin statue in Alexandria. I will not stand for that. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. I do want to take more of your phone calls on yesterday's breaking news that the Wizards and Capitals have a $2 billion plan with the state of Virginia to move their stadium to Alexandria, Potomac Yards. I gave you my frustrations with it. I think city sports should be playing in the city. And, um, you know, I've been thinking about all the great memories that I had growing up at the MCI Center, seeing Michael Jordan at the Verizon Center with Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, and at Capital One with John Wall and Bradley Beal. So many great memories just being in that area in Chinatown, going to the movie theater, the bowling alley, all this great stuff. And so I gave my opinion. I've had some people reach out and say, Awad, give it a break. But I've also had people tweet me, like Sean, who tweets me and said, I've been so upset the past 48 hours. This is depressing. And Ted Leotis is the do- new Dan Snyder. So if you want to weigh in, phone lines are open 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 
here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm phone lines are open throughout the show 833-804-0910 833-804-0910 we're just two weeks away from the military bowl with virginia tech against tulane the head football coach brent pry will join the program today at 2 30 and um stop i'll tell you i'm not a fan of ted leonsis right now and he's Trying to turn me into the sports grid. <laughs> we have, what, Monumental Sports Network, formerly NBC Sports on the TV, and they're showing Wizards Classics games from the MCI Center from the year 2000 when Michael Jordan was on the team. Yeah, they and were showing this last year. It's bringing back so too. many memories, and, and that's part of the reason why I'm so upset about the Wiz and Caps potentially leaving is because... I spent three birthdays at Capital One Arena, at least. Like, every single year, I'd ask my dad for Wizards tickets for my birthday, and a lot of times, that's what I would get. And we'd spend the whole day at Capital One, Verizon Center, MCI Center, because there was a movie theater there. Like, I remember I saw uh, 300 at that theater, and I was blown away. I thought it was the best action movie of all time. I saw Will Smith's play Muhammad Ali at that movie theater. I bowled there. Like I said, I've spent countless birthdays there watching the Wizards and the Caps play. And so uh, that's what I'm so upset about is the amount of great memories that I have in that building. Um, So I don't know. Maybe a lot of people in Richmond don't care. We haven't seemed to get that many phone calls. We had one caller yesterday who was okay with it, right? And uh, I've had a few people tweet me, though, say they're very upset, they're depressed about this, but I did have multiple people reach out and say, Awad, get over it. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is the czar and the sports director at WRNL, Gary Hess. What's going on, Gary? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. What do you think about the Wiz and Caps moving out of D.C.? You don't know what you don't want to know what I think. I think it's great. I love the, uh, you know, I'm a suburban guy, so <laughs> you know, I, you know, Alexandria is closer to here. There's a metro stop right there. I'll I'll take it. So that's that's my take. Yeah, it. but you're also not a diehard Wizards or Caps fan, right? You like the island. No, what, in fact, what teams do you like? No, so I'm not much of an NBA guy at all. <laughs> uh, growing up, I was a Denver Nuggets fan, champions, by the way. Uh, Going back to the day, you know, I'm a lot older than you are. I became a Denver Nuggets fan because of David Thompson. Look mm-hmm. him up. He was Jordan before Jordan. <laughs> and um, and uh, that's how I became a Nuggets I've been an Islanders fan since the 70s. So I'm not a big fan of the Caps. I have a lot of friends that are Caps fans. I was happy when they won the Cup because we were terrible that year But uh, the um, because of the long-suffering fans. But, uh, yeah, when the Caps play the Islanders, I'm uh, – I usually get texts from a few friends of mine that are that are usually not happy with me. So, uh, yeah. So no, not long suffering. You know, it's funny. I only have um, one. I have one main memory of the. Is it called the Capital One Arena now? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and that was not Caps or Wizards related. That was uh, University of Richmond winning. Uh, advancing in a 14-3 upset in the NCAA tournament in 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also uh, won the A-10 championship last time it was in D.C. So we've got the czar covered, on the line, which means it's time yeah, to get in the car. Yeah, covered an ACC tournament in that building. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Time to get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Get out of the way, damn it! Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand 
there's traffic, you need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All right, Gary, as the local sports director here at WRNL and the voice of high school football, each year you get to place a Heisman vote. And I told the audience I wanted Michael Penix to win. Explain your vote and why. I looked hard at, um, you know, I was looking at the three quarterbacks pretty hard. I, I seriously considered Marvin Harrison Jr. also. I thought he had phenomenal year he was my of the players he was one of he was about my favorite to watch play he just eye-popping things just made such a difference on the game it's hard for a wide receiver because you're so dependent on the quarterback the three quarterbacks really got my attention um i like Jaden daniels because of the low number of interceptions he had the touchdown numbers and the yardage numbers were you know in the same ballpark with Penix and bo Nix. But the big difference was, in addition to all that, he had over a thousand yards rushing, and uh, just a whole bunch more added a bunch more to the table statistic-wise on a team that performed at a high level, not as high as Oregon or Washington, but a team that that played at a pretty high level. And um, I just, when push came to shove, I, I just decided I landed on Jaden Daniels. All right, let's get to high school football here locally in Richmond, Virginia, with a season recap. Who were the local champions this year, Gary? The we only have one. It was Benedictine that won the uh, the state championship in the private school uh, Division One league, beating Trinity Episcopal in the in the state championship. Highland Springs uh, played this past week in the Division Six title game and fell short to uh, Freedom of Woodbridge. The final was forty two. 42-34, I think, was the And they final. were down like 28 nothing in that game, right? They were down 28 nothing um, in the second quarter, came back, got two touchdowns before halftime to make it 28-13, and then probably had the better of it in the second half. But, you know, against a good team, you just can't dig a 28 nothing hole and expect to come all the way back, even as good as Christian Martin is. And, and listen, freedom has, um, you know, three Division One wide receivers, has a stud running back that's going to have his pick of places to go. You know, who knows where he's going to end up. But uh, all the big ones are going to be in on him, Jeff Overton. And, uh, you know, they've got a, core, a record-setting quarterback who is kind of, you know, kind of just directs traffic and, and gets the ball out of his hands to the right guys and lets them make plays. They're very, very good, and they're worthy. Two Division Six state titles in a row. Uh, but the Springers were right there. You just can't make mistakes and dig a hole early and expect to come all the way back against a team of that caliber. How about the rest of the local schools? Didn't we have another school in a state championship, or was that just a state, state semis? No, no uh, Matoica made it to the state semis and had to go up and play Stonebridge up in Ashburn and lost to Stonebridge 21-10. to uh, But, uh, you know, a great run there. Uh, ended, and they were the only other team uh, locally that made it to the state semi. So when we got to the semifinal round, you know, Benedictine was already done, so all we had left was Highland Springs and Matoica. So no state titles this year for the 804 in the public school side, but uh, Highland Springs uh, and Matoica represented well. Well, as we're recapping the high school football season in the 804, who did you want to spotlight this week? You know, I think we should spotlight. I just want to spotlight the fact that we've got the uh, one game left uh, in the season, and that's the Big River Robbery All Star Game. And and I love this game every year because it's you know it takes the foot off the gas pedal from the intensity standpoint. It's an All Star game. It's an exhibition, 
But if the game's close in the fourth quarter, it gets you know it gets a little gets a little competitive. But the thing I like about it is the Touchdown Club of Richmond puts this game on, and you you use the river as the divider, uh, Adam. North of the river schools against south of the river schools, and it celebrates 804 football. And the touchdown, you know, there we, you know, the touchdown club gets sponsors um, and tries to get as many sponsors as possible to uh, defray the expenses because every penny that is raised from this game over and above the expenses to put on the game goes to local charities. And three great local charities are being benefited this year. Um, you know, you know, and we raised about ten grand last year for two different charities. So. Uh, that is a I say we because I'm on the board of the Richmond Touchdown Club, but it's a it, the fact that it all goes to charitable efforts is is, is the really cool part of this game, and uh, that so you know one team will win on the field Saturday, but a lot of folks are going to win when we're able to send those checks to the local charities. Gary, bre- appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to join the show. Hey, listen, have a great day. If I don't talk to you again, um, have a great holiday season. I'll be. Uh, in this, Jim Rome would say I'm in the basement for the next two weeks. So, yeah, how great was that holiday party yesterday? Those meatballs were amazing. <laughs> I, I I heard I did not get any of them, but I heard oh, no. they were uh, other. I heard they were otherworldly. <laughs> yeah, Stubb can confirm we really did like the meatballs. Gary, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Be well, guys. Take care. Yep, that was a drive down Richmond Highway with the Czar Gary Hess. <laughs> Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And we mentioned we have two pair of tickets to give away to see VCU take on Maryland Eastern Shore on December 22nd. 2023. So we'll open up the phone lines right now, 833-804-0910. Anytime you hear this sound on AWOD Radio, it's time for a giveaway. And who's our next contestant? Ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won. All right, let's go with caller number three. Caller number three right now, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can Win tickets to see VCU take on Maryland Eastern Shore on December 22nd from the Siegel Center. Anytime you hear this sound, you know it's time for a giveaway on the fan. And who's our next contestant? Ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won. All right, joining us right now, he came through the door like Santa Claus. It is Brian of Brian's picks. He's back, and he claims to be hot with his NFL picks. Stubb, you think we can get some NFL theme music here to go along with this? So, Oh, there we go. Yeah. Welcome back, Brian. So in case our audience missed it, Brian... Am I Kevin Burkhart? ...is a NFL savant because he walked into my office a few weeks ago and was bragging about picking 13 out of 13 NFL games. Now, you did miss the 14th game, but I, I came up with this crazy wacky radio bit where every week we will place a bet five dollars for 10 games trying to win a thousand now can we do double to nothing since you were on death's bed last week i was sick yes and i I apologize for letting you down brian i know you were ready to give away your picks (laughs) 
Were, were the uh, were the varmints swarming above the house? It was uh, it was bad. <laughs> it was it was not fun. I am glad to be back healthy here today. And uh, you look good. You haven't shaved in a month. Are you are you doing a bit here? Are you trying to not shave until you pick all ten games right? Well, you know what? That's a good idea. Now that you bring right? it up, I was just being lazy. But that's, <laughs> I mean, I can pull that off. Stubb has a little... Uh, Stubb, what Stubb do you think? I shaved. just shaved. He just shaved. Yeah. Do you think Brian pulls off this beard look here? I think I, he does. I, I think, think it looks really I good on you, man. he looks a lot more mature. I think mature is what I would say yeah. as well. It's a very mature look. I'm much older than you two gentlemen, and the gray is showing. I'm yeah. junkie's yeah. age. So. Oh, I know. Oh, believe me, I know. And you are the traffic reporter... Oh, but you like to be known as the traffic director. The traffic director, yes. yes. I like to call you the traffic reporter. He goes on the street, he looks up and down Broad Street and tells us no about the congestion. Stubb can attest to the fact that I'm the traffic director because I'm always asking him about when something ran. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> he does. I do get a lot of... Emails? <laughs> I mean, Brian... I've gotten a couple. I've gotten a couple. <laughs> when, you, when you walk around the building, do you refer to him as Christopher or Stubb? I like Stubb. I do too. We've been trying Stubb, to build the persona. Yeah, I gotta yeah. gotta work on my brand. I know. Sometimes he picks up the phone. And he goes, "Hi, this is Christopher from Odyssey." <laughs> I'm like, nobody knows who Christopher is. All right, they know they know uh, Saint Nick. All right, we should have I mean, introduced him in the meeting, the staff meeting yesterday. I know. Stubb, we, we forgot. We had yeah. to dip from that meeting, unfortunately. Yeah, we did. I saw that. Yeah, but, but man, there was some good food that was brought in. Yeah. All right, let's get to Brian's picks here. Now, hand it over to me. Brian is. is old school. It comes in on a sheet of paper and a pen, and he highlights the winners. So, oh man, you've skipped a few games here. Well, we only do 10. Okay. And I write them all down. Remember, okay. I pick them all. Yeah. So, we so only we'll, do 10. So, we'll go from the bottom to the top here. You are picking... America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, to defeat the Buffalo Bills. You know, I have become a Dallas believer. What? If they don't win the Super Bowl, go on and mark the tape. If they don't win the Super Bowl, the season's a failure. They're, <laughs> they're I think good. most Cowboys fans would agree. Now, the thing well, I is, know, is that I, I'm, I kind of want to rip up this sheet of paper right now. I do not want to place the bet. It's not worth my $5 because I'm all in on the Buffalo Bills to win this game. Well, I'm all out on the Buffalo Bills, so, as so, you know. All right, so, so two, so two, we're, we're, two we're people outvote me. All right, we could go with the Cowgirls. All right, um, you <laughs> have it. selected the L.A. Rams to beat the Washington Commanders. I Why? Have. Well, you know, the, again, these East Coast teams, when they go west, yeah. it just doesn't work well. Is this where Michael Phillips is in Los Angeles at the game this weekend, I hear? Oh, is he really? That's what he, they said. They were, he was flying out. Oh, man. I see, that guy travels. That guy. That guy. I could be wrong He lives that. a good life. But he did he's, fly to L.A. He's in Ashburn so. right now. Okay. Um, uh, 49ers over the Cardinals. I think that's an easy win. like that you locked that in. Tennessee over Houston. Don't like that pick. Okay. Which now, team is favored on the uh, cheat sheet over there? Uh, Tennessee is favored because Houston, we don't know if C.J. Stroud's going to play. But okay. if he's you know past his concussion protocol, I, I would pick Houston. But these are Brian of Brian's picks, so we'll allow you to pick the winners here. New Orleans over the Giants. Not a fan of Tommy DeVito, huh? You know, there's a lot of hype over Tommy DeVito. There's a lot of hype. And I might listen to a little bit of New York Sports Talk Radio from time to time yeah, since I'm yeah. a Mets fan, and they've been talking all Tommy DeVito all the time up I there. I know, so. and his agent <laughs> is doing radio hits like none other right Apparently now. his agent is also uh, agent to a few of the sports show hosts at our sister station in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. See, so. I knew he didn't just represent athletes. I knew he represented <laughs> like, like a, a, famous, a deli. He's like a famous agent. Yeah, I've I know. Learned. Uh, yeah, apparently. Oh, I want to mention the, the phone lines are still open for the giveaway. 833-804-0910. Uh, Jets against the Miami Dolphins. Miami's the easy pick. I like that, Brian. Give me a ding for that. 
Uh, we've got Green Bay against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Going Green Bay. Pack have struggled recently. They have. And the Bucs are playing for a playoff spot here. The line is Green Bay minus three and a half. Yeah. All right. We'll go with, we can go with this the pack. Some, when they put that graphic up on TV after the game's over on Sunday yeah. Night Football and there's like nine teams still in the hunt, as they say. Brian, you're going to yeah, need it's, to. It's too much. You're going to need to explain to the audience here why they should take your picks. Yep. They should take my picks because I don't have any reason. Oh, come on now. That's <laughs> the best you could come up with. You That's got the no best shit. I could come up. No. no the, I thought you were going to say, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a dream. I was that the Cleveland Browns would beat the Bears. Well, here's what I did tell, uh, say the other day. Uh-huh. I, you know, Dallas, to back to them for a second, they've got this like 15 game home winning streak. Uh-huh. I want that, if you're a Dallas fan, you want that winning streak to come to an end before the postseason starts. That's a good point. Because those winning streaks are made to be broken at some point. And I have a feeling they lose in the NFC Championship game if they don't. So that's a little bit of my rationale. Brian <laughs> of Brian's picks, picking Atlanta over the Carolina Panthers. I've been picking against Carolina every single week. Every single week I've picked against the Panthers. And you know what? I've been right. 12 out of 13 times been. because yes. they are 1 in 12 and their quarterback stinks. And now they already fired their coach and their owner is the new Dan Snyder. He's terrible. <laughs> uh, last pick here, you're going with the Vegas Raiders over the Chargers tonight. I thought we stayed away from Thursday night football. Well, you know what? What can I tell you? One game this season, we'll see if we hit it. How yep. about that? Oh, okay. All right. You picked it, a it team that just scored zero points. I know. I know. That's wild. But it's it's <laughs> in Vegas. But, Matt, doesn't it upset you to see it's the Vegas Raiders against the L.A. Chargers, not the Oakland Raiders against the San Diego Chargers? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. But yeah. you know what? Vegas has has it going on. You yeah. know, they got a baseball team coming. You know, they're the uh, New York City of the West Coast. All right, so that was Brian of Brian's Picks. We will tweet out the picks so you can follow along and place the bet on FanDuel with the promo code AWOD. But uh, we did have a fallen comrade earlier this week, and that was the Minnesota Vikings benching quarterback Josh Dobbs. Stubb, take it away. I've prepared a little uh, letter to Mr. Joshua. Give me just one moment. Yeah, explain to the audience first. Why you became a Josh Dobbs fan in the first place? Well, uh, a lot don't know. I have not been a football fan for very long. Uh, So this was the first big story to really impact me. I like the way that he played in the two games that I watched where he played good. (laughs) I Uh, like the way he played. I I was just very... He kept the play alive. He kept the play alive. The best improv football player there ever was. Uh, So here's my letter. This is good. Dear Mr. Dobbs... (laughs) Mr. Joshua Dobbs, Mr. Pastronaut, it was a great run out there. I feared that this day would come, and I feel that many others did as well. But that doesn't make it hurt any less. You were the first quarterback I ever cared about, but unfortunately, I believe as the Vikings move on, it is time for me as well to look towards greener pastures. Will I remain a Vikings fan? No, probably not. I'm excited to see the next four or five teams that you join next year, <laughs> but for now it is time to say goodbye. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. That was kind of sad. So they benched the backup? They benched the backup in favor for the backup, 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 oh, Nick my. Mullen, well, who's got a good record. Are, are you, do you like Nick Mullen? Do you like his swag at all? 
I don't. I don't know. I yeah. haven't seen him. <laughs> Maybe he's got some... it's just something about Josh Dobbs. Something about and not was, having hair. I love the way that he just can only play with the team if he doesn't know them. Yeah, I also like how smart he is too. Yeah, right? like and he was doing silent counts on the sideline, and it is. It was fun while it lasted. Vikings Bengals a tough game for them this season. You know how about this? What if Nick Mullen unfortunately you know breaks a leg? That's true. And Josh Dobbs gets That's back true. in. I, will, will you give him another shot, or are you are you divorcing Josh Dobbs? I think here? I might be. I think he's he's done more bad games than good games. Really? So there's a it's a bigger thing here that I want to dive into, and, and we might not have time for it today. But there's something about a lot of people I've met that have recently become huge football fans. Like maybe they grew up as hockey guys or they were, you know, hoops heads or, you know, basketball junkies and they're starting to really get into the NFL. They have an obsession with backup quarterbacks. And I don't know what it is about these new football fans. Maybe they just love an underdog, it's an underdog story. story. I mean, half of the NFL right now is backup quarterbacks. I know. <laughs> yeah, but like, so. you know, you could have fallen in love with Russell Wilson. You could be a Jared Goff guy. I could. Right? You could be a Sean McVay guy that starts following Matthew Stafford. So who are you going to root for this weekend? That's a good question. I, I'm liking uh, Love. Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm liking Love. I'm I'm uh, loving right, DeVito. Yeah. Uh, I get it. All right, so Dobbs broke his heart. Now he's falling in love. Now I'm falling it's in love. Q, QB crush. Yeah. I, I think Love and DeVito are the two I'm looking for this okay. weekend. Well, De- I, I've become a DeVito fan. I... I I appreciate him winning games. Exactly. It's, it's I, good for the league. As an Italian man myself, yeah, there you it's go. good to see representation <laughs> it's good out the on league. the field. Need, <laughs> I don't want to use to do more of the, the hand stuff that he does. You need yeah. to call his agent. Yeah. Call his agent. Uh, get, get him on the phone. Uh, he's doing uh, radio shows around yeah, I guess the country, so. stuff. <laughs> get him on. You, you think I'll he use, could I'll use him. my bloodline. <laughs> I mean, he, he's literally doing shows I've never heard of. You think that he would do a radio? Now that you've passed 90 days here, you might need an agent. Yeah. That's true. Brian of Brian's picks. How's the traffic getting home today? Am I going to struggle? Uh, well, Broad you don't go that okay? far. Yeah, by I the don't. way, you passed Shake Shack. I heard you mention that on the yeah, way. I That's do. a great pl- thing to pass every day on the way home. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I need to move down there. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, that's Brian. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Very special guest, Coach Brett Pry. All right. For the Virginia Tech home. Hokies coming up next. Feels like we're in Blacksburg. I mean, you could just let this play for the entire I'm back segment. home. <laughs> I love this. All right, welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Every football game can be heard right here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And I'll tell you, Stubb has been producing the show for about six months right now, and I have never seen him have a bigger smile. Like three months. You've been, all right, three months here, but this is the happiest you've ever been. I'm back home. You are. As we've got a very special guest joining us right now. Make some noise. On the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is the head football coach for the Virginia Tech Hokies, Brent Pry. What's going on, coach? Hey, man, I love that song. Crank it up. Play it some more. Yeah, hey, turn it up. It's a party in the <laughs> I'm going to find a gun I'm going to run out of right now. <laughs> well, Coach, glad to have you on the show. You know, I've been a huge supporter of Virginia Tech football my entire life, dating back to growing up watching Michael Vick and Marcus Vick and Tyrod Taylor. And I'm glad to get you back on the show. And I've been a huge fan of yours ever since you told my audience that you love my energy, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, when you're looking for your next job, come see me. 
I love to hear that, man. So uh, let's just start with this. How has recruiting been in December? I know you've been doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. You know, obviously we've got some momentum right now. We've got people talking about us out in schools and in the community. So, you know, it's good. You know, you come off a nice win over over your in-state, you know, uh, rival and and uh, get out on the, in these high schools. And, you know, and of course, right now you, you're also recruiting the transfer portal a little bit and, you know, recruiting your own roster to a degree. And you've got to make decisions on the NFL or possibly transferring or possibly – you know, foregoing that that final year, that COVID year, so just a lot going on. You know, you're you're not really sure when you hit this. You know, two weeks ago, what is our roster going to look like two and a half weeks from now? So it's starting to filter into place, but um, certainly a lot of recruiting going on in, in a lot of different ways. Coach Brent Pry from the Virginia Tech Hokies here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. If you've got a question for Coach, you can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio or at 910thefan as we are just uh, 13 days away from the Military Bowl in which Virginia Tech will be facing off against Tulane and so uh, really excited to have coach on the hotline with us right now and and it has been a, a really good season for the Hokies I know personally for me and, and speaking with Hokies friends just how big of a deal it was for the program to be bowl eligible again and to finish the season on a high note getting the win in the Commonwealth Cup uh, against Virginia in a win that was wire to wire a, a really big victory um, for the Hokies against UVA. And so uh, just a great season that can be capped off with a big win in the bowl game uh, coming up December 27th. Of course, we're going to air it right here on 910 The Fan. We do the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth every week, and we were talking with Bill yesterday uh, how the team is going to prepare for this contest and that they've had finals, and this week they're now going to ramp it back up and, and get back at practice uh, for this big bowl game. And so uh, we are having a little bit of a technical difficulty here with Coach Pry. We're going to get him back on the line in just a second. But like I said, if you have any questions for Coach, you can chime in 833-804-0910 or tweet us at 910thefan at AWOD Radio. And I, I know Coach is probably super excited uh, to know that not only his quarterback and his top receivers also announced their intent to return next season. So really building something special here in Blacksburg uh, with the football program. And uh, it's just, it's nice to see, uh, especially because you have another program in the state of Virginia with UVA that had a new coach and it has not had the same success. So uh, it's been fun uh, last few seasons here and uh, really building something with Coach Pry, who joins us once again here. And Coach, can you just uh, speak to our audience about the importance of growth of the program and being eligible, bowl eligible this season? Yeah, honestly, you know, it's the momentum and the excitement that, that uh, a bowl game brings to our players and our coaches, our fan base. But also it's those, you know, 14 or 15 extra practices that mean so much. We signed 50 high school players over the last two years. So, you know, we're still doing this on the backs of high school players, you know, most of them across the Commonwealth and a lot of them from the Richmond area. But uh, it's important. You know, that's like an extra spring practice we get 
you know, here in the month of December. How excited were you to see that your quarterback and a few of your top receivers already announcing their intent to return next season? Yeah, obviously we worked really hard at uh, supplying these guys and their families with uh, all the necessary information uh, to, to make a good decision about their futures. And we're certainly glad that, uh, you know, they have the opportunity to return and, and help us keep moving the needle in this program the right direction. Can you share with us a little bit of your thoughts on this upcoming bowl game and how you guys will prepare to take on Tulane? Yeah, first of all, it's an awesome opportunity uh, for our fans. I mean, we've got 40,000-plus Hokie alums in the D.C. area. You know, it's a proud bowl game with a strong connection to our nation's military. And, um, you know, playing a bowl game over the Christmas season, that's that's what this thing, you know, been around a lot of those in my career, and I know how special they are. The, the Tulane program has done big things the last couple years. Uh, they're an 11-2 and two team. They played in a New Year's Six last year. Uh, this is a good matchup for us. Um, another opportunity for us to go out against a really good program and, and play our best. You know, we didn't always do that this year. You know, we had really some really good moments, but, you know, we went to Louisville and didn't play very well. We didn't play great against NC State at home. I mean, you know, we have to go do that. That's the next step for our program, and to me, you know, going up against a quality opponent like Tulane gives us a chance to do that. Coach, I've been really impressed with Chiron Drones when he got into the starting lineup, how he's really been progressing and, you know, not just the ability to run the ball, but throwing as well has completely opened up your offense. Yeah, he's been a big piece. We really got this thing going when Chiron started playing well, and I think Coach Bowen did a terrific job tailoring the game plan and the system to Kyron's strength and we had to reboot reboot a little bit what we were going to look like under Kyron and it took a week or two to kind of you know get the right plan and think about it the right way but uh very pleased with the year he had and even more pleased with the development each and every week that I saw from Kyron. Coach, it feels like when the Hokies have been at their best this season, they're creating offense, uh, explosive plays on offense and limiting the opposing team's explosive plays on, on defense. I mean, it's just so tough to win a game when you're giving up, you know, a 70-yard run or a back-breaking, you know, 30-yard first down on third down. I mean, how important is it to limit the explosive plays and then when you're on offense, have those big chunk plays? Yeah, you know, it's hard to drive the field offensively. you got to have those big chunk plays. I mean, obviously you want to be going third down and sustain drives, but, you know, it's just tough. And so when you have some guys that when they get the ball in their hands can do big things and eat up a lot of yardage, it helps. But then conversely, defensively, you know, we're a high-pressure team. We're going to be aggressive more and more each year as we recruit to our scheme, TFL, sacks, you know, we're going to do that. But the challenge is if you're going to be aggressive, you have to minimize explosives. You can't be a defense that can go make minus yardage plays but then give up big ones. You know, you got to be – you know, we were always – our goal was always to be top ten and fewest explosive plays given up while being a unit that would pressure 35 to 40%. Uh, lead the country in sacks or lead the league in, in TFLs and things like that, but also, you know, do it the smart way, the right way, where you can minimize explosives. Coach Brent Pry from the Virginia Tech Hokies with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio. Brian in Glen Allen has a question. He says, 
Coach, how do you feel about the recruiting class coming in? Yeah, I feel really good about it. we got 15 high school players. We're going to take three or four guys out of the transfer portal. We only have five seniors leave, um, you know, whose eligibility was up. And with all these guys announcing their return, it's obviously awesome for our program those guys but it also limits your opportunities you only have five scholarships and um you know so we had to be very select and careful in what we did with this class but uh, i'm excited about it some great families great young men we got 10 of them uh, at the high school level showing up for january semester and um you know they'll impact our program right away I know this season's not over as you're preparing for the game coming up in about 13 days, but when you look back on this season and you build for next year, you know what are a few of the weaknesses in the roster and what you've noticed from this season that you'll focus on improving for next year? Well, we, you know, we're losing three defensive tackles uh, to graduation. Uh, Narelle Pollard, uh, Mario Kendricks, and Phil Darius Payne. So we've got to do a nice job there. You know, We've got some guys we're developing in the program. Uh, we're looking to go to the transfer portal to potentially help ourselves at that spot, but uh, we have to sure that up. You know, that's that's a pretty good hit at one spot. You know, we got to stay healthy at the safety position. Um, you know, we got banged up there. You know, throughout the season, and then I think you know putting a little more size on it, linebacker, uh, being a little more physical and consistent there would be important. And then we got to continue to develop on the offensive line. We got to be able to run the ball consistently. I think we're, there's there's good skill tools. There's there's guys that can do things with the ball. You know, I thought we got better, particularly the second half of the season on our offensive line. The guys, you know, started moving people better, straining and finishing better. Uh, there were less and less plays that we just got beat too quick. You know, so we're making progress, but we have to continue to do that there. Coach, really appreciate you taking the time. Virginia Tech will face off against Tulane Wednesday, December 27th in the Military Bowl. And, Coach, I do the pregame and halftime for VCU basketball, and I always come up with my keys to victory. So I wanted to ask you, what's it going to take? Give me some keys to victory for the Hokies in their bowl game. Yeah, you said them, right? we got to stop the run. we got to run the ball. we got to have explosive plays. You know, we got to play tough and hard and play a hokey style up there in D.C. Can't wait. Go Hokies. Thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate it. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, that was Coach Brent Pry from your Virginia Tech Hokies. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio on The Fan.